welcome to this week's Managing Without Football, where we'll be going behind the scenes at Turf Moor, talking to some of the cogs in the Burnley machine, before Burnley face Newcastle in what is a certain relegation dogfight. Welcome back to Managing Without Football, where we're back in the mixer of the Premier League. We're here at Turf Moor for a vital game between Paul Doyle's Burnley and bottom of the league Newcastle, a true relegation six-pointer. That's right, TT. We finally get to see some of Paul Doyle's new signings in action for ourselves. Been looking forward to seeing this train wreck for a while. Looks like the Ducks are finally coming home to roost for Doyle. Ah, still here, are you? Anyway... Some very interesting signings made by Paul Doyle during the transfer window. We're yet to see any of his new lads from Belarus on the pitch, but Doyle insists they've paid for themselves in shirt sales already. They're selling them at any rate. That's right, TT. And Titus Bramble has managed to rack up more yellow cards and give away more fouls than any other player in the league, despite only playing three games. Not sure how he's managed that, but there you go. Might want to check your maths on that one, Dave. We're here today, a bit earlier, ahead of this important clash for Paul Doyle, because we've been invited behind the scenes at the club to talk to some of the people who are contributing to Burnley's subpar season so far. I'm not sure invited is the right word, TT. We just drove in and nobody stopped us. Probably because you stuck that Sly Sports news sticker on the side of the van. Your name tag says Greg Vile. Speaking of which, how's your Scouse accent coming along, Mr Asparaga? It's impeccable, Tomo. Yeah, guess it'll have to do. It's a fascinating clash ahead of us today, Double D. Burnley have been hovering just above the drop zone for the majority of the season, but their opponents, Newcastle, have pretty much been cut adrift already. 12 points adrift, as a matter of fact. Well, TT, if anyone could get them out of it, it's their new manager, Robbie MacDonald, an old adversary of Paul Doyle, as a matter of fact. Can you tell us a bit more about what happened there? Well, Robbie used to play with me at Galway United, but professional career-ender Paul Doyle accidentally elbowed him in the face. And that ended his career? Come on. Well, Doyle elbowed him so hard he ended up breaking his nose, jaw and fracturing his skull. And his legs. And his spine. It was in the same game Doyle broke my leg, actually. Ref just gave him a ticking off. He didn't even get a second yellow. Sounds like a fair tackle to me. Well, in his managerial career, Robbie has always found a job in the same league as Doyle out of spite and has always managed to get the better of him. A career driven entirely by revenge. So we'll see whether he can best Doyle in the Premier League. I have to say, David, despite how average Burnley have been so far this season, beating them today seems like an impossible task for this Newcastle side. They look dead and buried. Five goals scored all season, all of which have come at St James's Park, although one of those was against Burnley in a 2-1 defeat earlier in the season. You've got to wonder if Burnley's new-look defence will be their ideal opponents today. Well, if they start their great escape against anyone, it probably would be this Burnley side. Well, before Paul Doyle gets here, we can have a chat with some of the other cogs in the machine that keeps this Burnley side barely functioning. We've got Lawrence Terrington with us, as who I believe has secured a whole line of interviews for today. Who have we got first, Lawrence? Uh, Well, actually, Tom, I think all of the bookings have cancelled on us when when they realised who we actually are. But luckily, I found John Adamson hanging around here at the Youth Academy. Um, So I've managed to corner him for an interview. So, John, you've been described as... Paul Doyle's second-in-command, his lieutenant, his first officer, the accomplice to his crimes, if you will. How did Paul manage to convince you to join his project here? Pleased to be on the show, Lawrence. Paul really sold me with his vision for the club, and I felt like he had a plan. 
and he knew what he was doing. All right, so how do you feel now? Well, let's just see that that plan might have been a bit more bare bones than I was expecting. Interesting comments. Uh, so, John, you're, you're losing faith in your manager then? No, Lawrence, not at all. You think I'll manage to get another job? Not many people would hire someone with my record. Right, okay, yes, I suppose, fair enough. Um, let's move on now to some of your January signings that I know you have some involvement in. Titus Bramwell was a bit of an unusual signing for you, wasn't it? I mean, he's a bit old for you, isn't he, John? Sometimes you have to make exception for quality, Lawrence. Titus has got that level of experience that you can barely find nowadays. I think he's given away seven penalties since joining in January. It's more about the influence he's managed to have on the dressing room, Lawrence. The lads all look up to him, and to be honest, I think we're just delighted to see Ben Mee out the door. Oh, really? The players were happy to see the back of me then? Ben Mee, that is. Not me, the reporter, uh, Lawrence Torrington. Yes, of course, Lawrence. He was a disruptive influence and very unprofessional. So, what do you say then to the fan protesting banners to support me? Not me, Lawrence Tarrington, Ben Mee, the Burnley footballer. And want Doyle out. We've heard that they're actually financially backed by some of the current Burnley squad. Wouldn't know about that, Lawrence. The official line of the club is that Ben May forced his way out against the wishes of the manager. Right, right, okay. So you think that losing me, Ben Mee, the footballer, not Lawrence Tarrington, and Pope, that's the footballer, the goalkeeper for Burnley, not the head of the Catholic Church, leaves you a bit light in the squad, especially when none of your new signings seem capable of actually kicking a ball. You know, I don't think that matters too much, Lawrence, because we have a lot of promising players coming through the academy as well. I've spent a lot of time working with them, and I think the more mature than you see, and they'll be ready to step up to the plate if called upon. Well, we'll take it from you, John, that you know a thing or two about Burnley's youth. That's my expertise, Lawrence, for sure. Um, before I let you go, I've got my two colleagues in the studio just want to ask you about some of the muckraking tabloid stuff. You know, the sort of things a proper interviewer wouldn't ask. That's beneath the likes of me getting involved with. Uh, I'll pass you over to uh, David Davidson. Uh, yes, thanks, Lawrence. Hi, John. David Davidson here. Just wanted to ask you before you go if what's in the papers at the minute is true. About Paul punching that guy in the wheelchair. Look, I don't know if he did it or not. I mean, my heart tells me that's probably true. No, no, not that. I was referring to the rumour that your wife has kicked him out and you're now staying in your girlfriend's bedroom at her parents' house. That's completely false, that mate. No truth in that whatsoever. Really? No, we're currently staying in a caravan on the front of a nan's house lawn. Excellent. Well, best of luck with that. And thanks for your time, John. Cheers. I'm going to have to head off sharpish as Laura gets grounded if we don't switch the van's lights off by 11. You do have to wonder what Paul Doyle sees in John Adamson, don't you, David? Anyway, I hear we've got Paul Doyle on the phone from the team bus heading to the stadium. Paul, how are you feeling before this one? Oi! Sit down the lot of you, although we know post-match McDonald's for anyone. Oh. 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 I'm not sure that McDonald's has the required nutritional value that elite athletes need to maintain their fitness level for. What would you know about nutrition, David? I've heard that your diet consists of cheese strings, mouldy bananas and tin spam. Look, I'll have you know that I found a half-full packet of cheese and onion crisps in the back of my car the other day. I get my five a day, don't you worry about me. Yeah, Dave, spare us your life story, will you? 
So, Paul, there's a bit of animosity between you and the new Newcastle manager, Robert McDonald, isn't there? His comments in the pre-mass press conference suggest that, and I quote, he thinks you're an amateur manager who has only ever won anything through bullying, coercion, blackmail, fraud, bribery, coasting on the coattails and taking credit for the actions of more talented people. What's your response to him? Well, it's not like me to criticise another manager. And uh, uh, let me just firstly say, it's a move that lacks class from Robbie. Not that I'm surprised, but... My response to him, with the greatest of respect, is this. He knows absolutely f*** all. He'd be nothing if not for me. He was a useless footballer. He's an even worse manager. And the only thing that drives him is some pathetic and petty vendetta he has against me for making a perfectly clean tackle on him in our playing days. But you've never actually beaten Robbie as a manager, have you, Paul? Well, what I'm, I've let him win a couple of times. You know, I like to help out the little guy from time to time. You know, some people aren't blessed with the same talent that I have. And he's Scottish, so you got to give the guy a break. Did he happen to make money in those losses, Paul? You should be aiming to win every game, surely. Aiming to win every game? Who are you? Exile manager Phil Brown? You ever heard of a draw, David? Paul, this is bottom of the table, Newcastle. They've had no wins in ten games. Surely if you're going to win a game, it has to be this one. I never said we won't win, David. Well, you know, we've got to give Robbie a good Burnley welcome to Premier League, haven't we? I hope that means you're not going to slash his tyres and smash the windows of his Newcastle bus. Well, Tomo, there's nothing in the rules against a bit of good old-fashioned intimidation. Well, I think there is, but let's move on. How are you planning on setting up against Newcastle today, Paul? Will we finally see some of your new signings in action that don't give away a penalty a game or cook burgers at half-time? I don't want to give anything away, Tomo. But what I'll tell you is that, you know, young Lucian, he's been waiting for his chance, and perhaps today's the day. Joe Hart's been under a lot of pressure, but, you know, bless him. And it might be, you know, a pretty good chance to give him a rest against these bunch of jokers today. Well, it would be good to finally see what a Paul Doyle signing really looks like. So, Paul, the league hasn't been your friend so far this season, has it? Looks like your big talk at the start of the season was, and I'll put this lightly, a load of shite, wasn't it? Well, the fans care more about trophies than the division, David. I've said it once, and I'll say it a thousand times. You can ask him yourself. Well, I think we will be doing a bit later, Paul. We've got an interview with the head of the Supporters Trust. What do you say to the feature published in the fanzine, The Turf Moor Mob, where they accuse you of destroying their football club? Oh, I read that. I keep a copy of it as well. You enjoyed it? That comes a bit of a surprise. Well, I mean, I, I never said that I enjoyed it, David. I keep a copy in my toilet. That's what I think of these supporters. Well, I, well actually, I'm, I'm just going to bin it because I won't wipe my arse with that nonsense. You know, in any case, the supporters didn't hire me, the board did. But I think you'll find that particular fanzine has had a very generous donation from one Benjamin Mee, who I think is still a little bit bitter. And I think he regrets forcing that move to Sheffield United. Paul, Sheffield United are on an eight-match unbeaten run with six clean sheets. With me, that's Ben Mee, professional footballer, not Tom Thompson, having scored seven goals. I think he's doing fine. Oh, he's just trying to get some attention, Tom. That's all he's doing. All right, Paul, whatever you say. I want to ask you about the rumours we're hearing about a potential FA inquiry into your alleged match-fixing and wrongdoing while you've been the Burnley manager. Do you have any comment? Tom, how many times do I need to answer these questions? Every time I have, you have me on, you seem to be talking about this, which I think is a bit, a bit unwarranted. But uh, if there was to be an inquiry, which I don't see the point of, because I've done nothing wrong, and such an inquiry that may or may not happen, I'd be found innocent. So that's the last thing I'll say about that. No problem. Right, OK, Paul. Well, we'll be seeing more of this story as it develops. We'll let you go to prepare for the game, but 
What do you think the rainy conditions have done to the pitch? Oh, we don't need to worry about that, David. We've got some excellent ground staff who keep this pitch in tip-top condition. Well, they better had it done anyway, because they won't get any turnips for dinner otherwise. What was that, Paul? Oh, sorry, it's got to go. Uh, Matt Lowton's just spilled cherry aid all over my tactics sheet. Right, see ya. Thanks for your time, Paul, and we'll be catching up with Paul Doyle after the game. I believe Lawrence Terrington has found another cog in the Burnley machine to interview. Who are you with, Lawrence? Thanks, Tom. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Chief Admiral, CEO and Lord of the Burnley Supporters Club, Keith Hepplethwaite. Hey, you doing, Lawrence? Good to see you again. Chief Admiral, CEO and Lord. Bit much, isn't it? I've been leading Supporters Club for now 30 years, man and boy, and I thought I'd give myself a title worthy at role. Alright then, fair enough, but the military uniform, I mean, is that necessary? Just doing my job, Lawrence. Just doing my job, son. Right. So, Keith, what do you think of Burnley's chances today, then? An easy win, surely? Frankly, Lawrence, I don't rightly care. I just do not care. What? That, that's an incredible thing to say, coming from the Chief Admiral, CEO and Lord of the Burnley Supporters Club. Never thee mind, lad. Never thee mind. I have the full backing of the club's members. We had a vote last week and it was unanimous. We, the supporters, hereby wish the manager to concentrate fully on the upcoming League Cup final against Manchester City. The Carabao Cup takes ultimate, and I mean ultimate, precedence. So what does that mean for your league fixtures? And um, what about today's league game? I don't really care. I just do not care, Lawrence. None of us do. None of the lads do. Speaking of the pub, play a weekend team. Play, play kids. Right. Uh... Listen, between you and me, Lawrence, they could put 11 mentalists out from Looney Bin for all I care. It's a League Cup final on note for me. Okay. Yeah, that's between you, me, and everyone listening. Just so you know, you're aware that we're on air here, Keith. Oh, well, so it's, you know, it's an emotional day. We're that close to winning a cup. That, you can't see my fingers, Lawrence, but they are so close together. I, I, I need this. I really do. Since my wife and kids left. Since Veronica. Since Veronica. Well, I think kids left. This football club's all I've got. Debbie left me. Veronica left me. All that's left is Moses. Just sing yourself into the twilight. I'm sailing away. Set an open course for the Virgin Sea. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all we've got time for today. Cheers, Keith. You know what it's like, Lawrence? Living in the boot of your 40 era? Uh, no, Keith. I mean, I live in the boot of my Vauxhall Vectra. Vectra? Nice, that's upmarket. Well, you know my pain, Lawrence. You know my pain. No, you know, if we don't win that cup final, I'll go spare. I don't know what I'll do. I really don't. I, I might. I'm, I'm, I might end it all. No, Keith, you have, uh... Um, I mean, you've got so much to live for, I guess. I mean, I don't really know you or anything, but... Um... Yeah. No, not suicide, Lawrence. Not suicide. I'd have to step down as Chief Admiral CEO Lord of the Burnley Supporters Club. It'd be a dark day indeed, my friend. That Eric Weiner, he's been waiting for my bloody job since day one. And if he gets it, well, I tell you, that'll be the end for Burnley Supporters Club. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Well, thanks for that, Keith. I mean, no, no, you don't have to tell you. There's no need for that. Great. Thanks a lot for that, Lawrence and Keith. Good to hear from the fans every now and then. Now, I've been told that we have to go and speak to some of the non-playing staff before the big game. Oh, really? Christ, I don't get paid enough for this. Okay, here we are with... Um, who, who are you? You're the groundsman? Burren be thy name. Good day to you, my lord. You what? 
So I've heard Doyle treats the non-playing staff like peasants, but Jesus. Ask him something. I don't like it when he stares. Uh, so what do you do at the club, Boris? Oh, you'd be the keeper of this fine yonder field you see before ye. What, you, you mean the pitch? Aye, it is a beauty, ain't she, my lord? As green as a meadow as ye ever will see in the mighty kingdom of ye old England. Um, yeah, looks great. I think you've done a good job. Well, earlier today, the manager, Paul Doyle, was singing your praises, Boris. He says you mow the best pitch in the Premier League. Must be good to know you have the manager's backing. Well, if the master is happy, Sir Boris is happy. I'm just a simple peasant, praise be mighty master Paul Doyle. Right, okay. And now, who are these two little critters? Hello there. Hello! These are my younglings, good sir. Burren Jr. and Burren Jr. Jr. My father was a groundsman, Burren is a groundsman. And God willing, my younglings shall be mighty groundsmen too. Daddy, I want to go to school, please. No, Burren. I be a groundsman, and you be a groundsman, and your little brother shall be a groundsman too. No, that fancy pants education for us. Master Doyle provideth all we need. Paul Doyle provideth all ye need. Oh, Mr. Doyle, very generous master. Praise be Doyle. In return for upkeeping this yonder field, Master Doyle allows us to sleep in the barn. Just down yonder way. Tis warm and safe, good sir. Right. Um, and does he pay you? <laughs> oh, you, you city folk, why pay me? Mr. Doyle provideth me with all the stewing sweet meats a simple groundsman could ever need. And every Christmas half a goose shall be mine. Yes, very generous is Master Doyle. Yeah, um, that's excellent, Borin. Really, really great. Really great to speak to you. And um, we'll catch up with you after the game. Wow, I heard Doyle was tight, but he's not even paying the staff. Yeah, he sure likes to cut corners. Oh yeah, that reminds me. How was your drink driving awareness course? Did that girl you hit wake up in the end? Uh, on with the show. Now, as part of this special behind-the-seeds episode, David Davidson and I have been granted an exclusive interview with Burnley chairman Tarquin Ewood Thatcher III, better known to his close friends, like Davey and I, as Taz. Please, call me his lordship. Right you are, sir. Look, I'm just going to come out and ask the question right away. With the club's precipitous position in the relegation zone, is Paul Doyle looking at his last game today? Look, we don't make any decisions before matches are played here. And Paul has the full backing of the club right now. And there's every expectation he can get a win today. And that meeting with Sam Allardyce during the week. The timing was a bit odd there, don't you think? No, 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 no. Sam and I are good friends. We have a lot in common. You know, he's a family man who likes to involve his children in business dealings like me. And we have both been on the receiving end of unfair media reporting in the past. But what about the rumours that he was seen by staff with a measuring tape inside Paul Doyle's office? Now look, Sam just takes an interest in building layouts, and is a keen interior designer. There's no preferred way for him to spend the weekend than perusing Ikea for ideas on his latest project. You know, he's really into his DIY. I think he even knocked up a closet for Graham Lasso once. He was probably just looking for inspiration when he does his own home office come bar. Excellent. Well, that certainly clears that up. Just before you go, I wondered if you wanted to comment on the double-page spread in the Burnley Bystander this week by infamous local escort Debbie Diabetes, entitled Thatcher's Wood, Double D's Night of Perverse Passion with Kinky Chairman. Now look, as I've said previously, my dealings with that woman were only because I mistakenly believed she was the fellow owner of another football club. As far as stories like that go, I am of the opinion that anything that goes on between two consenting adults behind closed doors that is all above board and regular should not be of any interest to the general public. 
Well, there's parts of the article here where Debbie Davites says that you like to have yourself dressed up as a mine worker, her dress up as a police officer, and then she would beat you with a baton repeatedly. I mean, does this give the right impression to the working class community of Burnley, which your club is meant to represent? Well, well, as I said, I don't think we should be discussing tales of the sheets. She then said you told her, and I quote, forcibly enter your mind shaft by putting on a... Look, I really must go. I have club business to attend to. Well, thank you for your time, your emperorship. I believe that Paul Doyle and the Burnley bus have finally arrived, just in time for the game that starts in about 15 minutes. Have we got in for a quickie pre-match, Lawrence? Uh, hi, Tom. I think you should actually talk into a, a genuine, actual, um, reputable sports news outlet at the moment. But his agent is here, uh, Teddy. Teddy, can I just grab a few words while Paul is giving his press conference? All right, geezer. Of course you can. I'm always happy to help out the pressers. You know it is. I scratch your back. You scratch mine. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I just wondered that with the mounting pressure on Paul at the club, whether you've been in talks with any other teams about possible job opportunities for your client? Nah. You listen to me. Paul is a man in demand. He's hot as a vindaloo when it comes to job offers. Things do turn sour here. Better believe. Phone won't stop ringing for him. Okay, and uh, also I wondered if you could shed any lights on how Paul is feeling about the upcoming inquiry by the FA, you know, into the alleged match-fixing in the Belarusian League. Nah, you listen to me. Our Paulie is as cool as a coma when it comes to the old debacle. One, don't even think this ridiculous inquiry thing is going to go ahead once the FA realises how much of a Mickey Mouse country Belarus actually is. And two, there's a number of loopholes and technicalities that we're looking into in order to get Paul off. Right, I see. And is it true you're the representative, Teddy, for a number of people who are lining up to give evidence in the inquiry against Paul? <laughs> you prezzers. Now, you listen to me. I never, and I say never, break the confidentiality of my clients. Look, I'm going to have to run. OK, Teddy, well, thanks for your time anyway today. Hey, are we off? I've got a cracking story about someone who came to me who's been having it off with the rent boys behind his missus' back. Tell someone your end, drop me a line if they want the scoop. Uh, yeah, okay. Cheers, Teddy, will do. Um, back to you uh, in the studio, Tom. Oh, oh, wait, actually, hold on a second. I can just hear Teddy catching up with Paul now down the corridor. Let's have a listen in. Teddy, Teddy, you've got to get me out of this f***ing inquiry. I'm going to die up there. The FA are like vultures circling around my decayed carcass. Now, you listen to me, Paul. got to keep your head, keep your mouth shut... Somehow, keep that sheriff shit you call a fuck football team and get beat every fucking week. I know, I know, it's bad, isn't it? I mean, if we lose today, I'm gone. Tarquin already told me that. He said he's got zero faith in me. He's even printed off with P45. He's like laminated and everything. Look, if things do go south here, what else have you got lined up? Paulie, Paulie, you listen to me. Plenty of things in the pipeline, don't you worry, son. Oh, come on, come on, like what? Teddy, Teddy, you need to tell me, I need to know. I'm stressed out here. Well, Sly Sports have been on the old blower this week. Oh, uh, oh, like, like, punditry stuff, is that, is that what you're talking about? Well, I don't, I don't really know about that, Teddy. I mean, they let anybody do that nowadays. Have you seen, they even let, like, women on the panels. I mean, Martin Keogh, have you seen Martin Keogh? He's a, he's a pundit as well. Just look at him, listen to him. No, of course not, not be a bloody pundit. About a new show they're putting together. What show? Do you want to do Football's Fat Camp with John Barnes, Razor Ruddock, 
in Luke Shaw. Teddy, what the f*** are you talking about? I'm nowhere near the size of those three fat bastards. That's the beauty of it. You'd only have to put on a couple of pounds beforehand in order for me to get you to the gig. Hell, are you being serious? What's next? Football rehab with Gaza and Maradona? I did did ask about that, but Channel 5 said you didn't have the profile nor the likability to appear on that one. Oh, for fuck's sake, right? Just look, Teddy, just do your job, fing sort something out, right? I've got to go because, you know, there's actually a football match on in. Well, it's actually, I think, kicked off, so I'll, I'll see you. Paul doesn't sound too confident there ahead of uh, this game or a potential inquiry, Tomo. Um, back to you two. Fascinating stuff there, Lawrence. We'd best head down to the gantry, Dave. Predictions before the game. Oh, I'm predicting a big loss for me today, Tomo. I'm really not sure about my bets. Nothing new for you then, Dave. Right, we'll see you all after this short word from our sponsors. you need food to survive? Are you too lazy to prepare and cook food for yourself? Perhaps your mother never taught you how to cook. Maybe she died before she had time to teach you. Perhaps you live in another galaxy, but you need some tasty, tasty earth chips delivered straight to your godforsaken hellhole of a planet. Then go to Get Stuffed, the new online takeaway delivery service. Just one click, get cholesterol pumped straight into your veins. Choose some takeaways across your local area, some of which might not be laundering money. Order today, get 10% off your next Triple Art Bypass operation. Get stuffed. Welcome back to Turf Moor, everyone, on this glorious Saturday afternoon. It's only been raining for about five hours, so lovely weather for Burnley. Will this weather help Burnley play the slick football that we've come to be told to expect from Paul Doyle's team, David? Paul Doyle has been in charge now for over half the season. And have we really seen any improvement in the style of play? If anything, they've regressed as a team, don't you think, Tommy? I do think, David. Paul Doyle seems to be in the process of dismantling this team one player at a time. He's turned the whole dressing room against him with his treatment of some of the players. And if rumours are to be believed, he's got a bit of a revolt on his hands. I'll believe any rumour, TT. Vaccines, 5G, those ones about my wife, Avril Lavigne being murdered and replaced by a doppelganger, the lot. Yeah, right. Um, well, in that case, what about the rumours concerning you and uh, infamous local Debbie Diabetes? Uh, I, I don't know who that is, Tomo, so you, you're probably wrong about that. OK, Davian, no problem. But I know that you can't afford her. Anyway, very mixed bag for Burnley this season. They've somehow managed to reach the cup final after inching past Everton in the Carabao Cup semi-final last weekend. But the league's been a different story. All that being said, today should be a formality, even for this Burnley side. They're at home against a Newcastle team that have been cut adrift at the bottom of the league. 12 points from safety. onto their third manager of the season and staring championship football square in the face. Yeah, Tomo. Absolute cannon fodder. Well, if Newcastle were to win today, that would drag Burnley right into the mix with less than half of the season to go. Is this a must-win for Burnley today? Well, if not for the club, it's certainly a must-win for my bank account. I've got my third remortgage payout riding on this. Well, the less said about that, the better. As the teams come out of the tunnel here at Turf Moor, we'll just remind our viewers of the team news. <laughs> viewers? We're on the radio. I'm sick of your crap, Davidson. Either sit there and listen, or I'll tell you why if you've been selling a dirty knickers on the internet to pay off your gambling debts. Anyway... Making his much-anticipated debut is the new Belarusian signing, Lucien, er, uh, something or other, in goal. 
who will be playing behind a back line of Bardsley, Tarkovsky, 38-year-old Titus Bramble stepping in to replace the departed me, not me, me, Ben me, and Eric Peters on the left side. Across the midfield, we have Cork, Captain Hendrick, Ashley Westwood and Dwight McNeil. Then it's Wood and Parrot up front looking to build on their impressive display against Forrest in the Cup. What do we make of this lineup, Double D? I just don't know how it came to this, Tomo. What are we going to do? I've lost my wife, my kids. I've had to sell my watch, my uh, 1987 Irish League winner's medal. Sometimes I think it'd be better off just... And for the away team today, we've got Dubravka in goal, a makeshift back line. In midfield, we've got the two young, hard, long staffs who've been in and out this season. And up front, we've got Andy Carroll, who'll be relieved to get some minutes, as it's been a few weeks since his last paycheck with him being on one of Mike Ashley's infamous zero-hours contracts. Do the visitors stand any chance today, Dave? No chance. I've got no chance. Um, Burnley kick was off today, playing left to right as we're looking at the pitch. Wood, back to Hendrick. Looks up for the long ball, but it's not on. Hendrick passes it back to Bramble, who sends it long for Parrott to chase. And inexplicably, Bramble has gone down holding his right ankle. This doesn't look good for Bramble or Burnley. For more information, let's go to our man on the touchline. It's our very own Lawrence Terrington. What can you tell us, Lawrence? Well, Tomo, it's not looking good for Bramble here. He's had some well-documented injury issues over the past few years, as I'm sure you well know. But this looks like, yeah, no, it, it can't. It's definitely his arthritis playing up, I think. This could be Bramble's season over, and the veteran's proven to be a fawn in Paul Doyle's side. Doyle is flabbergasted. He hasn't even sent anyone from the bench to warm up. Burnley continue with 10 men for now. A nightmare start for Paul Doyle and Burnley Davidson. What will the manager be thinking? He'll be absolutely fuming, Tomo. Doyle had Bramble down as first goal scorer. Not only that, but Doyle will not want to lose to this Newcastle manager today. Is that new Magpies boss Bobby Mack? What's that all about, Dave? Well, Paul Doyle and Robert MacDonald have a rivalry that goes way back. They've hated each other for years. They all started over a woman they both loved and she could only choose one. A harrowing tale of love, loss, despair, victors and vanquish. Uh, and a packet of cigarettes. Fascinating. And that adds another layer to this already intriguing encounter. We're 20 minutes in here, and Paul Doyle still hasn't replaced the injured man, Bramble. What's going on, Lawrence? Well, Tom, that, that early injury really seems to have rocked Paul Doyle. He spent 10 minutes on the phone to St John's Ambulance, asking if there were any injections they could give Bramble to get him back on the pitch. And then he called Sheffield United to ask how quickly we could get me here to play. That's Ben Mee, the ex-Burnley captain, not the person speaking right now, Lawrence Turrington. He's had Aaron Lennon doing star jumps up and down the touchline for the last five minutes, and now he's asking me to come to the rescue. Hey, that is me, uh, Lawrence Turrington, not Ben Mee, the ex-Burnley captain. Um, but, but I'm not registered, Doily, so no, I, I can't. Well, hold on, one sec, lads, back to you. Calamitous scenes on the Burnley bench. But that being said, the team on the pitch are taking responsibility here, David. Hendrick sprays it out wide to McNeil on the left wing. McNeil goes on the outside, cuts back in on his right, takes a touch, drops his shoulder, turns back to the wing, cuts in again, drops a shoulder, takes a touch, winds it up, and what a sublime strike from Dwight McNeil. He's bent it inside the far post from what must be close to 30 yards. Take a bow, son. 25 minutes played, Burnley one up. David Davison, what are we seeing? Yes, get in. I'll be eating warm food tonight, you beauty. And we're coming up to half-time here at Turf Moor, and inexplicably, 10-man Burnley is still leading against Bobby Mack's Newcastle. Paul Doyle's still yet to make a substitute in for Titus Bramble, who's stretched off in the first minute of the match. Newcastle have the ball just inside the Burnley half, and it's Longstaff. He plays a 1-2 with Longstaff, 
back to Longstaff, who plays it through to Carroll, who stood unmarked on the edge of the area. He turns and smashes it past the Burnley keeper. 1-1, Lawrence. Paul Doyle is well and truly fuming, Tomo. He spent all half asking anyone who'll listen to come in and play next to Tarkovsky. Well, Ben Gibson has been sat there waving his hand in the air for 45 minutes. Shh, I don't know what's going on. The half-sound whistle's just blown. Um, <laughs> now for something a bit more light-hearted. I'm joined here today uh, by Burnley mascot, Bertie B. Hi Bertie, now you've got sweatbands and running shoes on and I've just seen you doing some stretches. I'm assuming that all of this is in preparation for the upcoming mascot race today at half time. How are you feeling for it Mr B? <laughs> Alright, quietly confident is what I'll take away from that. And what about Burnley's chances in the second half against Newcastle Bertie? Did, did that last minute equaliser sting? Right, right, I see. Still still optimistic. And, and finally, I just wondered if you had any comment, Bertie, on, on the photos of you giving a straight-arm salute to the opponent's team's fans at last month's game. Right, okay, so, so you've just said, Bertie, that you were waving to someone in the away stand that you knew, and you put your other hand up to your mouth so that they could hear you better. Right, thanks for clearing that up, Bertie, there. Um, good luck with the mascot race. Back to you, Tom. Thanks, Lawrence. And there certainly is a buzz around Turf Moor as the second half gets underway. Viewers will be pleased to see that Ben Gibson has come on for Burnley and they're back up to 11 players. Viewers? I told you before, we're on the radio. I warned you, Gibson, you waster. I'm going to call Maureen after this and tell her about you selling your daughter's baby teeth online. Lawrence. Burnley under the cosh at the start of this second half, and Paul Doyle seems to have some issues with the pitch. Can you tell us any more? Well, Paul Doyle has been ranting about the state of the pitch for a while now, but neither the players nor the opposition seem to have any problems. Doyle's, uh, hold on, he's scribbling furiously on a page in his notebook currently. It's all Newcastle at the start of the second half. Thanks, Lawrence. And it's Newcastle with some lovely play by Alan San Maximan down the right, who has left Eric Peters for dead. Gone to the byline. Looped the ball to the back post. Ben Gibson's watching it all the way and under no pressure at all has smashed it in the roof of the Burnley net. Newcastle are 2-1 up at Turf Moor and Ben Gibson has his head in his hands. And that goal seems to have sparked Bedlam on the touchline. Lawrence, what's going on? Oh, it's all kicking off here now, Tomo. The Burnley bench has gone mad. Paul Doyle and John Adamson have gone tearing onto the pitch and they're heading straight for Ben Gibson. Adamson has what appears to be a whip in his hand and both Adamson and Doyle are screaming at him. Gibson spotted them and he's off, he's off. Gibson has gone straight down the tunnel and you have to wonder if we'll if we'll see him again this season after that. Oh and here's Bertie B with a lovely killed bottle of Vampus. <laughs> Cheers boys. And it's all falling apart for Burnley here, Davy Day. It certainly is TT, a bit like my last marriage. And we're coming to the end, there's 10 minutes left of this match. Burnley have looked toothless since going a goal down and you wonder if this is the end for Paul Doyle, for this Burnley team and for this season. They've still got the Carabao Cup to look forward to. Do you think there's anything left to play for in this match, David? No, all my bets are gone. All 17 accumulators are gone. I'm going home. I don't know if he's still there, but Lawrence Terrington, how's it going with Bertie B? Cheers, Tom. Yeah, I've just Bertie's just con currently arguing with some of the officials here. Um, he did win the mascot race at halftime, but it's apparently it's been stripped from him because he's tested positive for anabolic steroids and a huge amount of crack cocaine in his system. More controversy for the Burnley manager to ponder. And that's it. It's the final whistle. A dark day for Burnley. 
2 1 to Newcastle. Full time here at Turf Moor after a disappointing result for Burnley. But we're joined by Robert McDonald, or Bobby Mack as he likes to be known. What a way to start your Newcastle career, Bobby. Bobby, great win today. David, you've done it again. What? what? That thing where you make a statement but don't ask a question. Also, remember he's Scottish, so speak slowly. Okay, okay. Bobby, did you enjoy winning the football match today? Aye. Well, I just came over here to get one over on that wee little prick, Paul Doyle. Language, please, Bobby. Language. Yes, we understand you follow Paul Doyle everywhere he goes in a career entirely driven by vengeance because he ended your playing career some years ago. I wouldn't say driven entirely by revenge. I also make lots of money. Did you know that I am Scotland's seventh richest football manager? That's great, Bobby, and surely you'd be due a bonus for your epic win today. What were you spending money on? Um, probably, um, most likely just uh, strip clubs. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's clear to all of us here how you managed to mastermind a win over Paul Doyle today. Tactical masterclass from your team. Aye, I know his playbook. Pretty basic. Just as basic as that burger that got served to me at half-time by that foreign guy. No lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, or anything. Just shit. Oh yes, that's Doyle's new signing from the Belarusian League. You managed there yourself, didn't you, Macca, when Paul Doyle was over there? Aye, thought I recognised him. That's the lad who used to clean the toilets over at Energetic BGU. Surprised he's actually allowed to handle food produce. Well, I do wonder if Paul Doyle will ever play anyone in their correct position. With that win, Bobby, you're nine points behind Burnley. Any chance of catching them, do you think? I was brought into this place for one purpose and one purpose only, Tomo. To f*** over Paul Doyle in any way I can. If Newcastle stay up, well, I guess that's just a bonus. Well, I'm sure we can all get on board for that. Macker, you rotten f***ing piece of haggis! Ah, this wee English prick. What does he want? Feb. thought it was Irish, Macker. Oh, you're not wrong, Tomo. I'm as Irish as a packet of Lucky Charms. Anyway, if you had any respect for yourself and a proud game of football that my ancestors fought for, Bobby, you'd go right to that ref's office and concede the game. That was clear as day offside. It was f***ing VAR. F***ing wiped my arse with it. How much did you pay the ref, Macker, eh? 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 How much? Get away from me, you mad English bastard. You're probably the most unprofessional piece of shit that I've ever seen in my life. Drunk as well. Drunk. But to be fair, so would I be after that performance from your guys. I can always drink you under the table, you lightweight. I bet you only have one or two since full-time, whilst I've managed to net five pints. Paul, the match only ended ten minutes ago. Oh, oh, you're right, Tom. I am getting a bit rusty. One pint every two minutes is a bit sad, but what can I say? Just getting old. But at least I'm not as fat as this twat, though. Do you not know what exercise is, Bobby? Mr Doyle, please, calm down, calm down. Well, this Scottish bastard has been following me around for years. Trying to disrupt my career, and all because of a little elbow to the face. You and him should start a little support group, David. Alongside all those other fucking haters and losers who all want a piece of me. A little elbow in the face, Paul? I think it was a bit more than that. Bobby Mark's using a wheelchair now. Oh yeah, and it'd best have a fucking engine, because if I catch you around here again, Bobby, I'll break your arms as well as your legs. You want to fight, Doyle, eh? You want to fight? I might be in a wheelchair, thanks to you. But I'll run you over, alright? Just like I ran over your pet rabbit. What? No! Wait, what? Fopsy? Not, not Fopsy! You, you fucking dick! Fopsy! No! 
I ate him as well. Of course you did! I'll kill you! I'll fucking kill you! Right, break it up, break it up. Come on, lads. Can you both please behave like adults and we'll continue the interview? Well, David, I know I can, but I bet Hot Wheels over there can't. That's it. Enough. I don't have to put up with this shit. You're going down, Doyle. One of these days. Mark my words, your day of reckoning's coming for you. You won't be able to worm out of it or fix matches again like you always do, you fib. What was that all about, Paul? Oh, I've told you, Tom. It was just very bitter. Very, very bitter. So, just to be clear, you haven't ever match fixed then, Paul? Well, can we just talk about the game, please, David? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Really poor performance from your boys today, wasn't it? Don't think there's much point even denying you've lost the dressing room. That's complete nonsense, Tomo, and you know it. You've just got to walk down there, take the third corridor on the left, and it's two doors down. Why do you think you lost today, Paul? Maybe it was too important a game to start your untested 19-year-old Belarusian keeper. It wasn't his fault. Did you see the state of that f***ing pitch out there? Balls were bobbling all over the place, left, right and centre. I'll be having words with that so-called groundsman. You'd have thought he was growing f***ing vegetables out there, the turf was so uneven. I should cut their pay. Well, we heard earlier that you don't actually even pay them, Paul. Your groundsmen have won several awards. The pitch seemed immaculate to me and to everyone else. Well, shows how much you know, Tomo. Listen, Tiki Otaka requires a pitch to be in a very specific condition in order to work correctly. And without that, there's not much that I or any of the players can do. Well, how are you going to prepare for the League Cup final then, Paul? You can't control the Wembley pitch, can you? Well, maybe we can. Maybe we can't, David. You know, I got my contacts, so well, we'll just see what happens. Maybe I know a guy. Know a guy? Do you? No comment. Anyway, I've got to get going, lads. The traffic is a nightmare after match days, and me and my wife have got a lovely evening planned. I thought you'd have five pints. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I drive better after I've had a couple. Right, I'll see you, lads. OK, and thank you, Paul Doyle. Now, as promised, let's head back to Borin, Burnley's world-famous groundsman. Borin, what are your thoughts on today's game? Are you just a simple groundsman? Like, I don't know what to say. It's a dark day in Burnley. Borin, we've heard rumours that Doyle has been, how shall I put this delicately, slagging you off. He says Burnley lost today because of the state of the pitch, and he puts the blame squarely on you. Doyle said the pitch was bumpier than your last marriage, David. What? Me lord said that? Yeah, unfortunately, I've got a handwritten note from Doyle, signed. He says, I have a good mind to burn down your barn and make orphans of your sons. Here, read it. Bory can't read, my lord. TT, look, he's crying. What a freak. <laughs> it's, look, looks like Boren isn't, want, isn't wanted to till yonder this field anymore. I'll be on me way. <laughs> Where did that horse come from? Oh, didn't you hear? Doyle slashed the budget. Apparently quite a few of the non-playing staff now ride to work on horses. Well, that's one way to maintain the budget. It was great to speak to you, Borin. We'll catch up soon. Poor Doyle's dead to me. One day, the groundsmen of this world will rise up in revolt and overcome the tyranny of poor Doyle once and for all. Well, thanks to Borin there. Looks like Paul Doyle is really racking up some enemies. We've just about got time for a final chat with the fans. Our man on the pitch side, Lawrence Terrington, is with Keith Hepplethwaite. Chief Admiral, CEO, and Lord of the Burnley Supporters Club. Well, Keith, you you said before the game you didn't care about Burnley's performances in the league. You were ready to sacrifice everything for the League Cup final, and it looks like Doyle and his team have certainly done that today for you. I mean, a bruising loss for Burnley for the Burnley boys. You will. 
No, it's just not just law of my life. Doyle has thrown our club to the dogs. We do not care about some nonsense cut run. We care about the league. But, but Keith, you just said before the match the exact opposite to me. Never you mind, Lawrence. Never you mind. I said no such thing. This League Cup final, in quotation marks, is a conspiracy from Doyle. What do you mean? Go on. Doyle does not care about this club staying in the Premier League. Not one bit. He's only here to boost his own profile. And he wants to do that by winning the League Cup final at the expense of every league form. He wants personal glory. And if it means we go down, he, he, he couldn't give a toss, that lad. Right, OK. Steady on there, Keith, though. Steady on. Don't touch me, Lawrence. That bastard bald oil ruined this club. 50 years I've been coming here. 50 years, man and boy. I used to finish my paper round. 9am on a Saturday and then I'd be doing Nag's Head with me half fella waiting in clarets everyone's singing oh go the clarets Doyle's dragging our name through mud I'll tell you this for notes it won't charge you you don't have to pay Doyle best watch his step because he has made some very powerful enemies tonight is that a threat Keith? never thee mind lad never thee mind now let me go I've some important business to attend to from the boot of your Sierra? yes the Sierra thank you and good night I'm still here Set an open course for the virgin sea Ah, look about Lawrence, look to Join us next time on Managing Without Football, where we're off to Wembley. We'll be joining the Burnley supporters as they travel down to London to face Manchester City in the Carabao Cup final. I thought you'd have five pints. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I drive better after I've had a couple. Right, I'll see you, lads. <laughs> Great, and we've already done this bit, haven't Paul, we? Paul, you, you said you Can were you worried, do... like, you were like, oh, Paul Doyle's just a bit of a, he's a bit of a Jack the Lad, like, he's got... <laughs> He's just trying to assault a guy in a wheelchair and he's about to set off in his car after five pints. Five and drive, five and drive, that's what I say. Paul Doyle's uh, like, he's like Alan Partridge and David Brent, but there's no redeemable features. <laughs>